Fellowship at Home, Sunday 20th of September, the 15th Sunday after Trinity, Service of the Word. Our Bible reading is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 to 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire labourers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the labourers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again, about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock he went out and found others standing around and said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the labourers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the word of the Lord. In a world often seemingly governed, by the needs of commerce and consumerism. Our first response to Jesus' parable of the labourers in the vineyard may be one of outrage. How can it possibly be fair that someone who worked only one hour was paid the same as someone who worked all day long? Perhaps as we hear it, we might be starting to calculate the comparative hourly rates of pay that the workers received. Did they get what they were due according to their strength or ability? We may respond with sympathy for the grumblers, a fair point that they make surely. To do that though is to miss the meaning and message of this parable of Jesus. It was never about monetary calculation. This was perhaps best described by Martin Luther in his sermon taken from his church postal of 1525. Criticising some of his peers, 
and their convoluted and definitive explanations of this parable, Luther said, Let such fables pass and abide by the simple teaching and meaning of Christ, who wishes to show by this parable how it actually is in the kingdom of heaven, that God directs and works wonderfully by making the first last and the last first. And all is spoken to humble those who are great, that they should trust in nothing but the goodness and mercy of God. And on the other hand, that those who are nothing should not despair, but trust in the goodness of God, just as others do. Therefore, we should not consider this parable in every detail, but confine ourselves to the leading thought that Christ designs to teach. We should not consider what the penny or shilling means, uh, nor what the first or last hour signifies, but what the householder had in mind and how he desires to have his goodness esteemed higher than all human works merit, that his mercy alone must have all praise. In this way, Christ strikes a blow first against the presumption of those who would storm their way into heaven by their good works. What words of wisdom, so many hundreds of years old, and it brings home the timelessness of Jesus' parables. We're not meant to understand this in terms of fairness of money, but in what we might actually understand as the generosity of God, the radical generosity of God. It does defy common sense or fairness that we accord to our monetary principles. So how might it look from a different point of view? We can put ourselves into the story, into the different characters perhaps, to understand the nature of God's constancy and generosity more clearly. In our world and at this time of great economic uncertainty and massive job losses this year, it is perhaps easy to see the parallels with the situation of the people of the vineyard workers with so many people today. If we only see our worth and the worth of others by our works, then this story will remain at some level unfair in our minds. But if we can embrace the radical generosity of God, then as we receive, so we can give, and that can be transformative. As a vineyard worker, where do you want to be? Spending all day with a fair and generous master, knowing with certainty that you will be provided for in turn, able to prov and in turn able to provide for your family at the end of the day. An agreed income for your food and shelter, your needs met. Or would you rather have to spend all day waiting, losing hope as the hours tick by, that your own hours will bring in no money, that your labour is not valued? How much would you long to be the one working all those hours with the others in the vineyard? I know where I would rather be. Sometimes life doesn't seem fair. Sometimes 
it simply isn't. But we can be thankful. Being with and in the presence of God's radical generosity. And we can celebrate those who come to know the certainty of God's provision and love, however late in the day it seems. We're blessed that we are already knowing God as that fair and loving and generous master. Amen. And so we come to our time of prayer. Let us come with openness to express our concerns for the church and for the world to our God of compassion and gracious understanding. Lord, we pray now for the day and its tasks, for the world and its needs, for the church and her life. We pray for the universal church, Guard the church against self-righteousness and rules and limits which you would not own. Keep always before us the rule of love. As we bring before you bishops, synods and all leaders in the church. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Father, we pray for the leaders of the nations. As we hear constant talk in this country and in many others of a second wave of coronavirus, help them to lead people with care and with love. Increase in us love, not only for the victims, but for perpetrators of evil and violence in our world. We pray for a change of heart and attitude, where there is corruption and fear. May people be awakened to a better way of living and have courage to reject wrong principles. Lord, in your mercy hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for the natural world and the resources of the earth. The climate and climate change has been in our news all this year, often eclipsed by the pandemic news. May we move towards a world where the care of people is seamlessly managed with the care for our natural world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. So Lord, we pray for all who are in all kinds of need. We pray for those who are ill at home or in hospital. Those who are unable to see their family members in care homes or long distances. We pray for all who are vulnerable and unable to cope with the demands of life. 
And finally, Lord, we pray for those who have died alone, unmourned and unnoticed, and commend them to your merciful love. Loving Father, thank you for helping us to pray. Deepen our loving, so that as we continue to pray this week, we may do it with your heart of compassion and radical generosity. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And the prayer of the day, the collect for the 15th Sunday after Trinity. God, who in generous mercy sent the Holy Spirit upon your church, in the burning fire of your love, grant that your people may be fervent in the fellowship of the gospel, that, always abiding in you, they may be found steadfast in faith and active in service, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. So you may like to join with me as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And so may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please do share it with others. And if you would like to receive weekly links to my podcasts and receive the Worship at Home prayer sheet by mail or email, please let me know at revlucylunn at btinternet.com. Goodbye.